Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the fourth day of November. It's a Saturday. That means we're going to tell you about the sermon you can look for tomorrow. In the continuing journey through the Apostles' Creed, we preach a sermon every week and have now for several weeks. The last few weeks, we've been at our new home church, the Garden Church of the Midlands, and we've been recording those messages and are proud to present for you, Crucified, Died, Buried. Jesus is crucified, died, and buried. Those are not three of the same things. They are distinctly important in the journey of the believer. Now, granted, most of the sermon, you'll hear tomorrow, this is about 37, 38 minutes long, most of it deals with crucifixion. And I don't mean the physicality of crucifixion. I didn't feel like we needed to go through that. Most people are, because of movies and television, the visual arts were pretty aware of crucifixion. But I went through why crucified, all the way from Paul's message of crucifixion through the various things the cross is about. That stands distinct from died. Died is important. Why? That stands distinct from buried. Buried is important. Why? We end up with water baptism where these three things, crucified, died, and buried, play themselves out in an important sacrament in the church. And so I think this is a message that will, because, well, in this, let me say this, in this, we get into some of the specifics of the cross, and there's a lot that the cross does. There's so much that the cross does. I did a series a year or so ago in our midweeks on the cross. You can find that at our YouTube page. It's, it's one of the YouTube folders under our PWM page of the cross. And in that series, we did sermon after sermon on what the cross was all about. Didn't even scratch the surface. And one of the things that the cross did, and this is the one that I really hi- want to highlight to you to excite you to listen to tomorrow, is that it is reconciliation. Reconciliation is God reconciling the world to himself by not counting our transgressions against us, by not keeping books. God doesn't keep books on our sin. Now, that doesn't mean God doesn't know what we do, but God has either put it all in Christ or he hasn't. And I believe that he has. Crucified, died, buried, a message I think you will get a lot out of, And I think we'll excite you to see Jesus a little more. Today, we turn the corner into the third chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As we continue our journey through the Gospel of Luke, verse 1 of chapter 3, now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iturea, and the region of Trachonitis and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. A lot of stuff there, right? A lot of names, a lot of places. Well, I told you a few days ago that the biblical writers do this to date things. Part of the reason why the creed says that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate is not just to say that Pontius Pilate was involved, but to show that this happened on a real timeline. By putting a secular character into it, 
it puts Jesus in the world of that day. If you can find Pontius Pilate, then you'll be able to find Jesus. Well, by putting Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, the governor, and Herod, and all these, it's giving you a date for this. It's also telling you who's important in the story in this moment, at this time. I want you to notice, first of all, Herod is the Tetrarch of Galilee. This is the leader. This is, for all intents and purposes, a king. Now, not in the way we think of King David, but an appointed king, an appointed governor by the Romans. And that's important because the interpretation of the Jacob prophecies from Genesis 49, when he lays his hands on his sons, the common interpretation of the famous moment that in Genesis 49.10, when he says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff or the law giver from between his feet until Shiloh comes or until tribute comes, that the interpretation of that for centuries has been that the Messiah would come to Israel when there was a king who ruled who was not from Judah. And so, as long as there was a king on the throne who was not from Judah, then the Messiah might come on the scene. One of the reasons why the world of Christ's day was so looking for the Messiah was because there was not a ruler on the throne from the tribe of Judah. Have you ever wondered why you don't hear the ancients in the Old Testament longing for the Messiah? Why they aren't looking around every corner for the Messiah? Why does this become a big deal when you get to the New Testament? Well, part of the reason was because of Daniel's little book that talks about the timeline of when the Messiah would arrive. But the other part is because they believed the Genesis 49.10 verse meant that the ruler that's on the throne would not be from Judah. And as long as the ruler is not from Judah, then Shiloh could come. The peace giver could come. The Messiah could come. Who's on the throne? Herod. He's not Judean. He's not from the tribe of Judah, rather. And because of that, They believed that their Messiah might be on the scene. There was a couple other characters in there, Annas and Caiaphas. Caiaphas is the high priest in the time of John the Baptist, all the way up through Christ. But people would also recognize the continuing power of his father-in-law, Annas. He was the previous high priest. He was deposed of by the Romans. This is important if you consider the possibility that Jesus' parable, which is coming up in the Gospel of Luke, of the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man whose father and brothers are talked about, that could very well be Caiaphas and Annas, those relatives. We'll get into that later, but I just wanted to kind of whet your appetite with that. The word of the God came to John, the son of Zacharias. There's our John character from Luke 1. And we're about to meet John the Baptist and hear what he has to say. We'll do that tomorrow. Check out the sermon wherever you get your podcast, Crucified, Died, Buried. If you like video, go to PWM at YouTube. See you tomorrow. God bless.